everybody to another episode of the Struggling Hup, uh, Struggling Hunters. We'll be doing episode uh, 61 tonight or today or whenever you're listening to it. This is episode 61, um, which is pretty cool. But anyways, I hope that, uh, you know, uh, that you guys are finding our stuff a little bit entertaining somehow. Uh, you know, we, uh, we've, we, we enjoy doing this and, uh, you know, we may not be the greatest, but we're definitely learning and we want, uh, you know, to hopefully we portray how much we enjoy the outdoors, how much, uh, we enjoy hunting and whatever that involves. And, uh, and if, you know, give us a little reward with, a a thumbs up on the like button or subscribe. Either one is great by us. But anyways, I uh, don't want to spend too much time on that. Uh, we'll just kind of dive off into uh, tonight's episode. Um, we're going to be talking about a little bit more about what we did probably this, you know, maybe this last weekend and a little bit maybe about scouting what we maybe expect this, this coming season. And, uh, but with, <laughs> With that being said, I'll kind of I didn't really do much this weekend as far as uh hunting goes. Did some personal family stuff that little odds and ends to tidy up over the weekend. Um but I think Eric kind of has a little bit more on that than I do. Um <laughs> a little more storytelling this week this this uh this podcast. And I guess with that, I'll just kind of let Eric take it from here. Sounds good, Joe. Uh, yeah. So, well, let me kick off with, uh, saying I, I ended up getting a fishing boat this, this weekend, which I'm really excited about. It's just a little, little three person, like 10 foot fishing boat with a little, little motor on it. Um, pretty cool little, little deal. I I can't wait to get going on it. I got, I got to get a few things for it before I, before I'm ready to take it out and, uh, test it on the waters, but, uh, just minor things just gotta get, I, I want to get a trailer for it just so it's easier to haul around and stuff. It was on a private, a private, uh, cabin and for the private lake. So they didn't have to, you know, haul it with a trailer or anything. So, and it's an older boat, but it's still in really good shape. So now I got it. Uh, my wife's grandpa handed it to us. They're uh, selling their cabin and and uh, decided to give it to us and see what we could do with it, see if we could make some use out of it. The whole family's pretty excited about having it, you know, wanting to get out on the water and, and do it. My, my three-and-a-half-year-old girl, she's all excited about going out on the water and fishing and all that good stuff. So it's pretty exciting for that. Uh, so that's about as much as I got on the fishing boat and hopefully later on we can make some content. I told Joe earlier before we started recording, I was like, Hey, you know, we can get together and do, uh, some struggling hunter stuff or something on the boat or, or make content, whatever, but I got a boat. And so it's, you know, <laughs> all good. And, uh, it's about the kind of boat that I want. Cause they say, uh, they say the two best days of owning a boat is the day you buy it and the day you sell it. So <laughs> I feel like having a little, little, uh, 10 foot three person boat is, um, uh, 
probably will probably do me just fine. It's not something that's a headache and easy to take care of and everything else. So uh, I don't know. Hopefully I don't get all obsessed and want a bigger boat, but uh, <laughs> we'll see where it takes me. And then, uh, so yeah, I did that on uh Saturday and then uh, Sunday I had a very excited or very, a really fun day for me. I went up to a, uh, a friend's of my my house and ah, said that were weird. Uh, a friend's of mine, a friend of mine, uh, his house, <laughs> and uh, he has he has a a three D course, a target course for archery, and I went and did that. And I and w- I've, honestly, whenever I first started, cause I've been practicing like crazy and it's just been around the house, but you know, just really getting my rhythm down and, and I, I had good rhythm, uh, but I was very humbled on this 3d course. Cause, uh, once we got started, uh, part, part of the rule was, is there's no like measuring or anything, you know, it's just, uh, pull up and, and, you know, make that judgment for yourself, make that uh, if you think it's 20 yards or 30 yards, that's kind of all up to you. And that was interesting. Uh, I, I missed some targets. I missed quite a few of them. And, and, uh, I mean, I hit some too, but it, but it definitely humbled me. I was like, ah, probably need a little more practice than, you know, cause going up against a live animal, it's going to be a different story. Uh, that's just me being completely transparent. You know, I mean, it's kind of hard to say that I, that I sucked, but I, I kind of did. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so did that though. And and then, uh, later on, I got to throw this in there cause it kind of helps save face a little bit later on. We were kind of working on getting my bow dialed in the friend that I was, th- that I was doing this with, he's an older guy and kind of been doing it for a lot of years. And, and, uh, so he kind of was helping me out getting adjusted for hunting and stuff, you know, or getting my bow adjusted, but also trying to help me prepare for the hunting season. And, and, uh, so we got to messing around and, and my pins on my, on my bow were all loose for one, for two, uh, we went to go adjust it and my pin, my top pin just like fell out. So uh, luckily he had one, he had an extra one that he uh, let me have and, and uh, put that on there. And, and it was, it was kind of amazing. We made a few adjustments on it, you know, to make sure that we were dialed in. And, and then I, I just grouped right away. Problem was, is it was kind of, we, we were shooting bows. I mean, at this point we've been shooting bows for hours. So it's kind of one of those things. It's like, I'm just bowed. I'm just, you know, I've shot more than my fair share of, of, uh, shots. So I'm, I was bowed out. And so we kind of just got a good group and kind of left it there. So I haven't, I haven't shot it since to see if I'm still hitting, but, but I, I left there feeling pretty good that I was doing all right. So. Uh, so I'm excited about getting that new, the, the new pin or the new side on there and, and, uh, going to try that out. But yeah, that was, uh, it was definitely a learning experience and, 
you know, I'm glad that I got to do that 3D course, the one takeaway, and that's what I told him is whenever I did that, did or when when the uh when my site broke, I was like, you know, that's I'm I'm glad that it broke here because I mean, this is my first time taking it out in what would be kind of a scenario of walking the woods and my sight breaks the first time that I, you know, luckily this was just a practice course, but you know, my sight, my sight broke. So I, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that it broke there and not while I was actually elk hunting. And, uh, whenever I bought the bow, I mean, the guy that sold it to me said, you, you're going to probably, the first thing you're probably going to replace is that, is that site. And I'm like, ah, oh, maybe I can make it last, you know? And, uh, <laughs> I did it. So, uh, up, you know, got my first little upgrade and I'm, I'm pretty happy with it for now, but, uh, it was definitely a learning experience and, and I'm hoping to get back up there a few more times before the hunt season, especially, and, uh, get some work in and, and do it a couple more times. So I, I, I can really get uh, dialed in. One of the coolest things, I don't know if I mentioned this already or not. I, th- I feel like I mentioned it to you, but I can't remember if it was why we were, why we were recording. But whenever I, when we were shooting these targets, uh, one of the things that we didn't do was, was measure distance. There was no like, is this 20 feet or 30 feet? It was kind of just, make your best guess kind of thing. I mean, you know, he wasn't completely, uh, you, I mean, he would, you know, ah, this one might be 40 yards or whatever, you know, but it wasn't, uh, it was, it was kind of, and I took on the challenge for myself. I was like, well, you know, I kind of want to judge this for myself. So, so there was no, there was no, um, Range, uh, finder. range finder yeah there was no range finder nothing it was just kind of your best judgment and go from there so so that was kind of cool because you know and and his his theory is 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 you know sometimes you don't have that opportunity to throw up your range finder and you know get right. a good stretch in before you shoot the, you know it's just it's all right there so you got to make good judgments and i was like you know i i can stand behind that it makes a lot of sense and, uh, but man, it was fun. I, it was really a blast. I, I'm, I can't wait to go back up there and, and, uh, do it so, again. Well, I guess we don't really know how good you were, or I shouldn't say how good <laughs> maybe, or how good I mean, we don't really, you don't really know exactly how you're doing because your sights were kind of flopping all over the place without you knowing it, huh? Uh, I feel like, I mean, I do feel like there it's kind of a double-edged sword there. Uh, first time ever doing 3d targets is kind of, it's different. I, 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 I mean, you know, it felt different to me than just hitting plain old paper or whatever, or targets rather. It feels different than doing that. So there's that aspect of it. And then I do kind of think, cause especially on the kind of on the tour, cause the way this course is set out, there's probably 10 or so there's probably more than that, but let's just say there's 10 targets and you, you walk, you kind of walk down the trail and then you get to the end and then you you go back the same way, but you're hitting everything at, from the other direction. 
and uh right and and especially on the way back everything was was really just left it wasn't so much uh they weren't so much off as far as is height but it was they were off to the left like every time and before and whenever before i got there that day everything was hitting right on um i mean i definitely had a little bit of trouble on some of them but that was because i wasn't judging my distance as well so yeah there was all kinds of mistakes that i made but i'm excited though i mean because i know the course now i feel like the next time i go back I'll probably do better. Well, I'll, I'll do better for two reasons. Cause I'm going to make sure my sites are a okay before I start. And then the second thing is, is I kind of know the course will have a little bit better of a feel for the course than I did the first time. So I think that between both of those aspects, I should be able to do a little bit better, but, and, and hopefully I do. And hopefully I make better judgments with my distances and stuff. So so, uh, yeah, I got some work to do, man. I mean, and, and that was the thing. I mean, I said that from the beginning is, you know, I bought that bow back in February, I believe. Yeah. And I almost didn't do an archery hunt this year because I wanted a lot of time for my bow to get used to it because the one thing I don't want to do, and I mean, it still could happen even if I'm feel the most competent, but the one thing I don't want to happen is to wound an animal. And so, you know, I mean, I just got to put in the work and go from there, but, but, uh, hopefully by the time that archery, my archery hunt starts, I'll, I'll feel confident enough that I can be able to get that done. Cause the other element to all that is, you see a big old bull running through the brush. I mean, your heart's pounding and everything else, you know, I mean, shooting these targets, it's, you know, the, I mean, you don't want to miss and there's a little bit of pressure. Cause you got a couple other dudes staring at you going, is he going to hit this one or not? Uh, but so there's that pressure whenever you're hitting targets, but it's not the same as going after a live animal. So uh, I want to, I want to definitely be dialed in as best as like, I want to just be prepared as best as I can. So. Right. Well, like, you know, as, as far as preparing and it's kind of hard cause we sat here and talk, but about talking about seeing an animal coming through the woods, you know, like how do you, like we, how do you prepare yourself for that adrenaline? Adrenaline. <laughs> like it's kind of hard, you know, like it's uh, like, I try to think back to my turkey hunt because that was the, my last harvest. And uh, I didn't have time to really get all that excited on it. You know, like I just had time to react. And like I, I even remember like, uh, so I was probably two things. So I'll finish that thought. I remember like trying to make sure that I had the rail of the shotgun lining up with the bead, you know, so that way, I was shooting straight. Remember telling myself, okay, get that lined up. So I was able to think through that. But I think we talked, maybe we talked about this before. I can't remember if it was you or or uh someone else, but you know, it was kind of I kind of wish that I, I got to play with my turkey a little bit, play with as far as calling it in, you know, like 
kind of get the, the the moment caught up in it and, you know, getting excited. Like, oh, is it going to come? Is it going to play with me? Is it going to just turn around and walk away? You know, but instead I had like five seconds to make a decision. And uh, and so I just had to react. And so, I, you know, I guess I get wondering, would I be different if I got to play with it versus just reacting? And so, you know, <laughs> I just was thinking about that when you're bringing up seeing that bull coming in, in through the woods, you know, like, getting all hyped up and adrenaline pumping and, you know, trying to hold still anyways, you know, it's like one of those, how do you prepare for that? Like you, you think about it. And then like when that moment gets here, like it, you know, you, you don't exactly know how jittery you're going to be or not, you know, you think you're going to be strong, but, but then again, you know, it, I think it's okay to have those emotions. It's just, show, you know, shows respect and, to the animal and uh, the situation. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I was thinking though, whenever you're saying that, I was like, well, maybe I could, uh, you know, those little silhouette targets that they, or well, they're not targets, but those silhouette animals that they walk, you know, that some people use for hunting. I'll just yeah. make my, I'll just make my intern walk through the woods with one of those. And <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Yep. Yep. I'm excited. Who <laughs> <laughs> about got me? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> where'd you come from <laughs> oh. oh yeah he he went with me too i, I actually i was kind of it's kind of joking around i think he, i think he hit more targets than i did <laughs> i'm kind of uh. i mean so he he was only he'd only be like i don't know 10 to 5 feet away or whatever but but uh, he was doing good, though. He was doing really good there for a while. Then he, then he got hot, so I told him to – he was like, oh, it's, and it was a hot day out there. And he's like, oh, I'm so hot, Dad. I'm about to pass out. And so, I was, all right, <laughs> go, up, go up to the truck, get some water, bud. So, so he kind of bailed out on us after a while. But, but uh, it was fun, though, man. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was a good learning experience, too, to – I mean, to uh, think about and try to try to improve on, and like I said, and and just to uh, get better to be able to get to that next uh, level of of professionalism behind the bow and trying to get to that because right. it is it's it's a lot different than just shooting a flat target in the back of your yard. I True. Mean, and that was the thing too, because part of part of his property is—I mean, it's basically in the woods on the back side of the woods. It's butted up against BLM, and so there's elevations, and and that was the thing too. That uh, besides just the optics trouble that I was having, being high and being low, like trying to figure that out. Like, do I aim a little high? Do I aim a little low here? You know, um, all that was kind of a test, you know. And and it was good though. I was glad to. It's glad to be part of it. And I think next time I'm going to, Oh, and, and I think another mistake that I was making too is, is kind of all this stuff is coming back to me as we're talking about it is adjusting too much. Right. So okay. I had, I, at, at the time I have a five pin now, but at the time I had a three pin. So when I thought something was like 25 to maybe 30 yards, 
I would, I would probably adjust it too much for the 25, right? Like maybe I just want it. Maybe I should have just lifted a couple inches above where I wanted to hit. Instead, I'd be like at the top of the back or of whatever, whatever, uh, 3d target I was shooting at. And, uh, Sometimes like if I wanted to hit if it was quartered to me or something and and I didn't wanna I didn't want it to go and go in front of it, I would like I would adjust too far backwards. So I so I feel like I need to work on making more micro adjustments, if that makes sense. Like instead of with the five pin, it's a little harder though, because there's, I mean, they're right on top of each other. But, but whenever I just had the three pin, they were gapped out a little bit. And I do think, I do think my 30 yard pin started gapping. I think that one was loose too. And I think they started gapping further and further away from each other as I was going. And so, yeah, I, I mean, I was kind of a setting, well, I don't know about setting duck, but whatever the analogy you want to use because my pins were moving on me all the time because it was frustrating because I'm like, I don't understand what's going on. I mean, I keep missing, but then I would hit one, you know, I would pull up and everything would work out and I'm like, all right, I got it. And then the next, this is mostly on the way back, but then the next couple I wouldn't, I would miss completely. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? I could not figure it out for the life of me. And then once my, once we realized later on that afternoon that my pins were loose and that one broke, I was like, well, maybe this was the problem the whole time. So, uh, yeah, most likely like, you know, all those vibrations are going to loosen things up and walking through the woods, it's going to cause it, cause your bow to, to move. And if you get, you know, if you get a little bit of movement, they get loose a little bit and, now, the whole analogy of opening a gate, you move the hinge on a gate a little bit at the hinge, but on the other end of the gate where it's not hinged, it it's open a mile. Yeah, yeah. That's a true statement. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a cool experience. Good. And then, uh, yeah, and now I got, or I pretty much have the whole family into bows now. Cool wife has one son has one then we'll probably hand the other one down to the daughter and see if she can start doing that <laughs> that'll be fun yeah yeah oh it's exciting it's kind of cool getting everybody all into it and doing the thing so yeah well and it makes it easier too you know instead of just me going out, I'm, like, I'm gonna go practice with my bow or something you know it's everybody can kind of do it and have fun yeah for sure yeah that's a good way to look at it everyone can have something instead of you going out by yourself everyone can step in and have a turn yep yep and then uh (laughs) well let's face it too i mean it's easier to buy uh bow stuff now (laughs) because the wife's into it so she understands you know (laughs) i don't have to you know why do you need that site you know now it's like no you do need that site honey (laughs) (laughs) yeah how about uh how about we buy me the 300 one and i give you my old one (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) 
that that's her saying that to me, right? <laughs> she right, gets right, three, right, right. Yeah, she gets the three hundred dollar one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd yeah. probably be how it works anyway. So, yeah, I mean that's kind of that kind of sums it up for prepping for archery. I I don't know if I'll I don't know if I'll get a few other things uh, for for my bow or not. I mean you know, whenever I got it, I, I, I got it. I, I bought it with all that stuff on it. Uh, I don't know if I need to really upgrade my quiver right away. Maybe my whisker biscuit though. I mean, I don't really, I don't know. I don't know what, I mean, I know saying that on here, people are like, Oh yeah, definitely. You want to drop away or whatever. But I mean, and, and maybe I do. I don't know. It's just one of those things. It's like. Well, it's like the other thing too is, you know, you don't want to change a whole bunch right before the hunt. Uh, to me, at least, you know, you kind of want to get familiar with what you have and feel confident with what you have. And then, you know, like, then make the tweaks after that. So that way you, you know, if something changes, you know, where the change is and understand why the change were instead of, you know, putting something brand new on before the hunt and then be like, well, I just put this on. Is that why it's a f- acting different? Right. But I guess with that, be, well, I guess we are a month and a half. I'm a month and a half out, I think, from, from the hunts. So, which is nuts. Uh, isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just came, it came so fast. Yeah. And hopefully, hopefully we can get, or I can get over there to help to, well, I mean, I don't know how much help I'll be, but I want to, I want to hunt with you anyway. Right. I mean, <laughs> we'll I'll probably, be, if you get something, you'll be thanking me for being there. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. That would, that's the one thing, you know, like hunting by yourself. It's like, I don't, you know, it's like, ah, oh, it's nice. You know, it, it, it goes both ways. I enjoy the companionship. I enjoy calm, calm, camaraderie and, you know, being together and then like, you know, you're by yourself and it's nice to have someone. And then it's really exciting to have someone there to help you pack it out. <laughs> well, it's kind of nice to have that experience too with somebody there, you know, I mean, right. It's well, uh, that's like, yeah. Like how, when I got my Turkey, it's like, all right, who do I call? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, it would have been cool to be there with you and have that, yeah you know good job or right but who knows though if maybe it would have flushed out the turkeys just because we're making twice the noise if i was there so uh, true i mean you know i'm just saying we would have we been breathing too hard yeah probably <laughs> god i can't believe i gotta get to i gotta get get to work i've been kind of you know, I've been working out and everything. I've said that in the past on the podcast. I've been working out, but I would say the last week or week and a half fish, I've been kind of sitting on my laurels a little more. Well, it's kind of a mixture of a couple of things. I've been pretty busy. That's really the main thing is just so busy and and work has been crazy. So I just haven't had the same opportunity to get it done but some of it is too is i just wake up in the morning i'm like i don't really feel like it and 
Right. Because so, that, that's whenever we do it. We try to do it in the morning before everybody wakes up, which usually everybody's already waking up, but we try. <laughs> and, that's, uh, I think if you can just keep that trying, you know, like just keep doing that, it'll pay off in the long run. Yeah. Uh, get some more hikes in. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, we got to. I'm, I'm, I shouldn't be doing this on the podcast, but I'm sitting here like my mind's wandering because been talking about going fishing for the last few weeks and we haven't, we haven't really made any big plans on going yet. So going to have to do that though before, I mean, summer's going to be over before, you know, next thing uh, with you saying about, you know, how hunting's coming so close. I'm like, man, you're right. And once, uh, once that comes, I mean, fishing's out the window. So, right. So I got to get busy with it and start doing that stuff. But, but, but yeah. So you mean talking about what's coming up? I mean, we got, I'm going to try to get out, you know, and do some, I got two different spots I want to get to before the hunt. I don't think it's going to get going to happen. At least, at least like to get out to at least one of them that I, there's like, I got a new spot I want to go look, look at, but I don't know. I'll get there before the season opens up. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of in the same situation. I really want to get to a few locations, try a few, at least look at a few newer locations and it's going to be a whole different hunt with the, with the archery. Yeah. So I kind of want to figure that out. So I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be a crazy. Well, I think it's going to be a whole different hunt. Like not only that, but also going to be hot and dry too. You know, like it's the, all I think I don't, I feel like all the vegetation is going to be dried out by then, you know, if we don't get any rain. So, and then water holes will probably be dried out by then too. So, you know, it's probably going to be hunting water holes and hunting shaded areas or, you know, cool, cooler areas. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't know what we're, what I'm going to do. Cause you know, last year, whenever it was the later hunt, it was so dry up, up in that area at that time, the area that I have been hunting and I've been trying to work that area for the last few years, trying to get to know the area and, get familiar with it but uh hunting earlier and and it's pretty high i mean eight thousand feet or so eight eight to nine thousand feet so it's not like it's low elevation but right i feel like i feel like it's just been getting so dry up there i don't know if if uh if it'd be good hunting up in that area or not so gonna have to try to i mean i think everywhere over here on the western slope of colorado it's gonna be dry almost everywhere so i mean everybody's gonna be fighting the same problem but kind of want to maybe think about scouting other units or other areas in that unit whichever one or do a little bit of both the problem is i just got to make time to get it done but Right. But scouting, I, you know, I feel like that's where I lack every year is scouting. And it's something I want to get better at. 
and put more time into it. I feel like whenever I was younger, I always had a little bit better of a, of a opportunity because I was always out in the woods during the summer. So, you know, I'd see, I'd see deer and I, I would see elk, but you know, I've, I've said it before. I never shot an elk in Idaho. Well, or in Colorado, but, um, but you always come across them, but I always come. Yeah. I always kind of know where, you know, get an idea of where they are. I mean, I know they're uh, nomadic, but, kind of get an idea of where and you know just doing that just knowing that they're at least in the area and not just that was always the hardest thing whenever we'd go hunting or you know the last few years we'd always see all this sign which could have been there for half a year to a couple days we didn't really know but coming across actually seeing something moving was always has always been hard for us or at least the last couple years is what i'm getting at and uh, just having that confidence, though, you know, just I, I really feel like if I do a little bit of scouting, there's no they're not being pressured. They're doing their thing, being like, hey, they are right there. They are right here in the, you know, at least I know they're around here in this area somewhere. Right. And, uh, right. you know, build that confidence a little bit. I mean, that's part of scouting, right, is kind of knowing where they are, because that's the worst thing. I mean, I I feel like I did it with Turkey. I tried a few areas that I was like, I don't know if there's turkeys up there or not, but I'm going to go and, you know, so I trying to make something happen that I don't know if there was really many turkeys or if any turkeys (laughs) up in that area. Right. So I feel like the same thing for, for elk is just try to at least build that confidence. Like, well, I know they're in this mountain somewhere. Right. True. True. Yeah. And that's, you know, yeah. Either that or just start marking off areas too, to be able to say, well, I, I know I'm not coming here. <laughs> that too. Yeah. 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 Doing a little bit of both. Well, like you said too, uh, in the last podcast is having that little like spider web of uh, of a plan of, of uh of hitting different different areas and having different game plans and yeah and working that way yeah i think that's gonna be i mean i'm gonna really try it out this this year and and try to stick to it the best i can and and i think that's gonna be a big game changer is is just kind of draw out some loops find find the you know figure out where my base camp's going to be draw out some loops here draw out a loop here and just enjoy it and take my time you know and and I feel cuz I I mean I think that's the biggest thing that I'm going to try to keep in my head is enjoying it and and cuz I feel like I feel like a little bit I was telling myself I was like you know look, your first couple of days are going to be scouting, but, you know, having you and my, and my father-in-law and my son, like, of course I want it. You know, there was a little bit of pressure there at the same time. Like, man, I, I want to run into something. I want to, I want it to a point look like I know what I'm doing. And 
So there was that pressure and then it kind of gets in your head and you're like, ah, there's nothing out here, you know, and <laughs> we're all talking about it, trying to figure it out, trying to come up with a plan. And, you know, it gets, it get it just, and then it just starts setting in your, setting in your mind, the negativity kicks in. So I feel like if, you know, sometimes whenever negativity kicks in, it's because your mind is idle. So part of my scouting plan or part of my plan to hunt, but also part of the scouting side of it before I hunt is like I said, kind of draw out these little circles and be like, you know, this looks like a good six mile loop or four mile loop, whatever. Looks like a few good spots to set down on and glass here or whatever. And, and just have three, four or five of those going. So when one loop doesn't work out, I just hit go over and hit the other loop and see what happens there. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of, you know, until you get into them, that's kind of probably what, you know, it sounds like a good plan. It sounds good. I mean, if, if I utilize it and actually, and it actually works out is two other things, but right. And that's kind of why I wanted to go back to the area we were at the last couple of years. Cause I feel like that area would be a little easier to make these loops that I'm talking about. You know, there's probably a few, there's probably a few of those loops that are driving, you know, drive, drive over, jump out, do a loop. And then there's some that I can do right from camp instead of having to drive anywhere, just leave right from camp. So, so it's a little bit, you know, some of those loops we've already done, but there was, if I was lucky enough to get the same camp spot that we got that one year, there's a few places right there that I'd like to loop around and check out. So yeah, see what happens. True. What uh, I think. Yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to, no, I was just going to say like, is there any, uh, any particular scouting plan that you have that you've thought through or no mine? I just, I, I got it. Like if I can get, if I get to the new area, I just want to go get some eyes on it. It's one is a little bit flatter. never been there. And I don't know if there's going to be any good blasting points, but like I I just never, (laughs) never been there. So I don't know what to really expect. And, um, and it's going to be kind of like what, you know, like doing loops or what, just, you know, just trying to spend a lot of time with boots on the ground and, and uh, getting out as far as I can and then getting back <laughs> and camping. That's, you know, like that's one of the things that we talked about it before. I, one of these years, I hopefully we can get set up to where we're, you know, can do like a base or a drop camp or a spike camp, you know, and just hike out from the trucks four or five miles or six miles and then camp there for three or four days and hike a couple miles past that every day. I'd like to get a little further out, but I don't, you know, as far as from a truck and not doing that, it's kind of hard not to get any, not too far out every day, but 
But yeah. anyways, that's that's my plan. My goal is to try to get as far from the truck as I can in in a given amount of time in a day. Yeah, I uh I feel the same. Those uh backcountry hunts, I'm I'm excited to try those and really during archery is probably the best time to do it. Cause every, I mean, you know, you can, everything is lighter. Right. So don't have to wear as much clothes. Don't have to bring as big of a sleeping bag. You don't have to have a big heavy boots, heavy coats. (laughs) Exactly. Right. There we go. Yeah, we have a little bit of... There you you finally unfroze. A little bit of technical difficulty, but... (laughs) um, Yeah, so... I'll go in and cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, the... uh, To go off of what you just said, though, the... The the lighter stuff, I mean, I think that's huge to do the backcountry hunts. So, that'll be be fun. Yeah. Do that one. That's going to be be down the road but as far as that goes my yes uh finding water hole and grass is i think is going to be the other thing what i'll be looking for but of course that's all yeah that'll all change probably by the time the hunt starts because it's so hot and dry (laughs) yeah i know i'm i'm worried about it i'm worried about the dryness i don't know maybe we'll get lucky and get some summer storms that just bring a bunch of rain Right. Think that it hardly ever happens, but we'll see. <laughs> True. True. So yeah, that's pretty much all I got for tonight's podcast is uh I mean I think we kind of went over some cool stuff. I mean uh the fishing boat, I know that's more of a exciting thing for myself or whatnot, but uh one of these days when me and Joe get together, which we always talk about and never seems to <laughs> really happen. Uh, happen, but uh, yeah, when me and Joe get together, maybe we'll get out on a boat. The problem is, is we have so many plans to do together, before, you know, whenever we do get together that, I mean, it'll take probably a couple months to get everything done that we talk about getting done whenever we do get together. But right. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we can accomplish some of that on the boat. So, True. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we talked about some good stuff, man. That fishing boat, uh, some scouting plans, prepping for archery, uh, what I learned through archery, what we both have learned. Uh, is there any, anything you've, you've had a lot of years before we kind of close it out. Uh, I'll kind of leave it to you. Is there anything that you've two questions here? Is there anything that you've learned through archery that you could kind of like give as a, as a confidence builder or, or a, not even like a training or something like something that, that has been well, something vital to you or worked for you? I think the first thing is you got to get over your mind hurdles. Um. You know, it's kind of hard because, you know, there seems to be a lot of success in the mainstream or if you want to, the the influencers in the hunting world. 
you know, they, they seem to be able to fill their tags every year. And if I ain't taking anything away from their hard work, but, uh, you know, that they get to do that full time. And, uh, I'll say that that's the, the one lucky side is that they get to do it full time. Whereas <laughs> we're not full time yet, but you know, you're brand new. If you're that was your meaning. Like if I'm talking to a brand new bow hunter. Yeah. Just, just like a, just like a takeaway. Yeah. Something that they could like learn or take away from, from the wise words of Joe. I am. Yeah. So I was reading an article that was talking about uh, the elk population in Colorado. And I think there's somewhere, they say somewhere around the neighborhood of 200. I should, I should have looked it up. I thought it was 250,000 elk in Colorado. I think you're pretty close. And they give out like 220,000 tags every year, but there's only like 10% success rate. So, so that's what 25,000 people successful. I think so. Yeah. Like it's, you know, with the, what I guess I'm getting at is, you know, it's, you're looking at archery. It's a, it's a different hunt and you got to change, flip that switch in your mind to kind of become a little bit, maybe mental tougher, mental toughness. And, uh, know that it's, you know, if, if the success rate's that low, why is it that low? Is it, Hunter is not that bad as elk are actually that great of an opponent to try to hunt. Um, is it, you know, like, where is that give and take in that aspect of it? So like, you know, no going into it, you know, like it's not going to be something easy that you're going to have to work hard to, to fulfill an elk tag. And we didn't even know that as a, on the rifle side too. Um, I've yet to be successful on the rifle side. And I, I was, before I switched to archery, I was four years into it, five years into it with the rifle hunt. And, uh, and I haven't been successful yet. <laughs> so my time is coming, but I, I want to get on the more success side of it, but I, you know, just getting more mental prepped and mental focused and, and mental toughness, you know, like we were talking about your quote of idle mind brings in neg- neg- negativity and, uh, you know, you got to put that aside and just, you know, push past that and go look for elk. <laughs> yeah. Bottom line. But, you know, that, with that, that there's, that's, that's one. And what was the other? Was there one more? Uh, no, I was just going to say, if you had any closing thoughts of anything, just, and then I'd close out. No, uh, no, just, uh, um, you know, bottom line, be prepared, prepared for, for scouting, prepared for hunting and uh, prepared for going down the road to to get to where you're scouting or hunting. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better and myself. That's, that's what I got. <laughs> um, I'll leave with, I'll leave with uh, one thing. Are you, uh, are, are are we good? Our internet's acting up tonight. One of our internets yeah, is. I'm good. Okay, cool. Uh, I'll leave with this little little nugget is I don't think you have to have necessarily everything whenever you're archery hunting, but I definitely see seen and, and see the value 
in having some extra tools in your in your uh your hunting bag whenever you especially whenever you're bow hunting because things can just happen unexpectedly and and when you're out there i mean your whole purpose is being away from everybody especially if you're doing a backcountry hunt it'd be pretty pretty crappy to walk all the way back to your truck because you got to run down to the the sportsman's store and and uh buy a new whatever and right. or get it tuned in and try to get back out there in the mountains and the, that whole game so uh very important to kind of have an idea of some extra parts i think i mean i i feel like that was part of my takeaway even though it didn't happen to me on the course uh when that fell apart you know and and i'm it just made me think i'm like oh you know wouldn't be a bad idea to have a little some something in a baggie or something right some and tools. a couple of allen wrenches and maybe a couple extra bow string you know or not maybe not the string but like d loop string and maybe a couple extra screws you know right. well i mean just a little bit of whatever so uh yeah that's my biggest takeaway and with that said, guys, I don't know how long this podcast has went tonight, but uh, I know we were aiming for a little bit of a shorter one. It might have went a little long. I don't know. But thanks for listening. We appreciate you. You guys, you guys, uh, I know there's a handful of you guys that, that listen every week, which is really cool. Appreciate you guys for uh, giving us that opportunity and the chance. Don't forget to hit that like, subscribe, maybe even mention us in a comment or in the on the apple podcast side you can leave a little review make sure you hit the five stars on that even if you leave a negative review but you kind of like us hit the five stars at least (laughs) (laughs) i can get over what you said but if you don't leave five stars man i'll never get over it i'll never ever get over that so with that said guys thanks for listening to the struggling hunters we'll talk to you later we're out bye